0: Too bad we didn't say that on the mic. We could've used
1: it. <laughs> it back and redo it. <laughs> It'll be totally natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: well, you know, it's like a play. You know that we're been rehearsing. That's right. Just,
1: yeah. So we got to make sure that we get all the beats exactly right. Sure. <laughs> God forbid we do that for the actual podcast.
0: <laughs> oh well, no. I-
1: <laughs> but for the jokes at the beginning. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The point that most people probably should fast forward through. uh, Let's really make sure that clicks (laughs) and pops. All right, welcome back. The Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith Beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nasrock with me, as always, Elise McCarter. Oh,
1: still here, still pretty successful. Oh, there
0: you go. Okay. I wasn't
1: ready. I was waiting on David, who's not here, yes. to do his thing.
0: Well, we're but, definitely not gonna re-rehearse this and, no. and run this back. At yes. this
1: point, you're just you've saddled up for the whole shebang. So
0: Yes, if you're unable to follow our intro, we said some funny stuff. Kind of That's in the middle it. Well, we said some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the middle of like kind of starting the recording process, and then we talked about should we restart saying, oh, re say mm-hmm. re-say the same funny things again <laughs> to try to make that part oh, funny. Yeah.
1: Mm. And we're not doing it.
0: And it wasn't really <laughs> even that funny. Right. <laughs> it remains hard to say. So, all right, but uh, yes, Pastor David is out of town this week uh, of recording. He's not on vacation. He's at a no. conference, but his wife went with him.
1: She's on vacation. I think presumably. she's. I think
0: she's working from the hotel. Goodness. But it's kind of... They're not with their kids.
1: I just want to do a PSA that working from a hotel is not vacation. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, you know, they deserve one.
1: They do deserve like a vacation. Yeah. Not like a work from a hotel.
0: I'll take it. I would take it at this point. Right. Uh, Speaking of vacation, I went on vacation.
1: You did. I went on
0: a little... Well three days that's right one day was driving there the other one day was driving back to san antonio <laughs> uh, but we took uh, our son to sea world how was it it was amazing yeah,
1: yeah. how were the roller coasters
0: uh great it was we did, went on a friday so there were no line there were like some school kids there but they were too young to ride the roller coasters i rode all the sea world roller coasters by myself mm-hmm. um the and, best way to do it yes <laughs> but they were all like walk on yeah. so like it's so, not like hey wife uh cat you watch hey our wife <laughs> you watch our three-year-old while i go do this right. for, i'll see you in an hour you know like uh yeah. um, they were all i'll walk on so that i mean i one.
1: absolutely do that when we go to theme parks i say hey husbands sure <laughs> watch our six-year-old <laughs> i'll be back tomorrow <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: but timmy did ride his first roller coaster yeah the sesame street super grover roller super coaster.
1: grover is fun i've been on super grover you have? Yes. There's one in Orlando at SeaWorld as well.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah. It goes up. It goes around.
1: Yeah. I went on it by myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you wait for an hour yeah. while, he, hu- while husband was watching? Right. His- <laughs> uh, yeah. He, he did enjoy it. He was mm-hmm. a little apprehensive at first. But he threw a tantrum when we had to get off.
1: Absolutely. So you know. I feel that.
0: <laughs> but he liked it. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to be like, he enjoyed what we were doing. Right. I did, just not, so force, clear. <laughs> I did not force my child to do this. He right. liked it. Right. But then we went to the splash pad and he loved it. It was the time of his life. Just yeah. running, running, running through the water. That's yeah. awesome. It was. It was great. Yeah. And we got to feed sea lions, which he also really liked.
1: Right. And we just got through a conversation about SeaWorld without bringing up blackfish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, look, you know. I'm against the tank for Shamu too. Blackfish also has an agenda. Yeah, Blackfish
1: you know? is a sham. Ask me about it later.
0: Okay. I, I'm not saying it's a sham. I'm saying, well, maybe you might have more information mm-hmm. than me. But it, it went into the production of that documentary with an agenda. Absolutely. And that doesn't necessarily mean what they're saying is completely false. It may be skewed. It right. might be false. I have no idea. I don't work for SeaWorld. I don't work for Blackfish. Uh, But they definitely have an agenda. Right. So. They do. Yeah. But I also think uh, the tank that Shamu lives in is too small. Could be. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> this is not the podcast. This right, is not your hard right. hitting black fish, <laughs> sea world information. I
1: know. I feel David squirming in his seat now as we record and he thinks we're going to do this uh, animal <laughs> rights activism podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't worry. We'll get to even better. Right. So let me ask you, Elise. Um, mm-hmm. You have tattoos. I do. Let's not an ask. Um, <laughs> would you want a tattoo for free?
1: Oh, there's a lot of qualifiers that go <laughs> along with that. Uh, I mean, theoretically, free is good. Sure. <laughs>
0: I have no tattoos. I will definitely No, you're yeah. you're a rebel. I'm a rebel in my in my my porcelain pl- yeah. plain skin, yes. Plain skin. Yes. Uh, I Not that I'm against. I would get a tattoo. I just don't really know of what. Mm-hmm. And I also don't want to spend any money. <laughs> That's so, the real
1: reason right there.
0: Probably. That's yeah. really, I mean, because to get a, I, if you're going to get a tattoo, you should spend the like, good money on it because mm-hmm. it's on you forever. Um, So you don't want to cheap out, you know, in the tattoo world.
1: I mean, if you do cheap out, though, those do make for good stories.
0: Yeah, that's not really a story that I'm really interested in You don't want to have that like, one? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I have that story I could tell a couple times. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> I'd rather have the story of, wow, that's a really cool tattoo. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now that I am, you know, a little bit older and wiser, now I can tell that story sure. as well yeah. to and, offset and, my other stories. <laughs> and, and, you,
0: and now you get more financially secure, maybe. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I was going to get one, you know, probably Star Wars related or something Yeah, some I mean, that would have been my thing. guess for you yeah yeah maybe you know a rebel alliance or like a yeah,
1: you could do it like a like a little polo. Uh, label right here That's on the Star chest. Trek a little, Well not the Star Trek one But the little Rebel oh, yeah. Alliance symbol Like it's yeah. you're wearing A polo shirt yeah, For but, the Rebel but, Alliance Sure I can <laughs>
0: see, see that Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome Yeah I mean, You know maybe a Millennium Falcon Or an X-Wing But I, no, I, I like, like that I like yeah. clean lines So I'd probably do Like more of a Toned down Instead yeah. of photorealistic So yep. Alright uh, Well anyway A tattoo A Virginia tattoo shop Will give you A Mayo themed Tattoo for free mm
1: mayo as in mayonnaise mayo as in mayonnaise no <laughs> no thank you
0: <laughs> yellow bird tattoos teaming up with richmond-based duke's mayonnaise <laughs> to offer free mayonnaise themed tattoo for one day only and if you're out there listening and you're like i gotta get it on this uh it happens may 13th so when this podcast comes out you're still got a few more days. Yeah, get up. Drive to, to Richmond. Get to Richmond
1: <laughs> <laughs> for all of your mayonnaise tattoo needs.
0: Yes, they ha- well, have over forty designs on their menu here, and you you got to pick one. So, so color it's like flash, color or black. It's flash. Yeah, color okay. or black and white. You pick. You, you don't get to design your own mayo theme tattoo, and they will do it. <laughs> yes.
1: So I can't just send in like a storyboard of ideas for my mayonnaise tattoo. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Yeah, and some of these, I'm going to tell you, I went, I. Saw this headline and I'm like, well, the obvious thing is I want to see the tattoo, right? right? I want to see this menu of tattoos. Mm. I cannot find it anywhere. No. I know. Because I want to be like, which is the Mayo tattoo would you want? Right. Yeah.
1: So you have to just go in blind to the shop, not knowing what their flash is. So,
0: So I found their Instagram and they have kind of like a... They'll show like flashes of each of the of some of the tattoos, yeah. But each is on screen for like half a second, and so you're like, uh, I don't <laughs> know which one. Are you supposed to make a decision? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but then you have like Dukes with a heart around it, <laughs> or a snail with a mayonnaise container as a shell. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Here, look. I'll, I'll show you their their um their their flash thing here, so okay. you can see which of these are like um that you want to find. So there you go. Now it's it's scrolling wow. through real quick. Anything that stands out oh, to you?
1: Okay. The skeleton hand with the empty jar is kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the
0: skeleton hand with an empty jar. Yeah, I do like that. We have an R.I.P. Hellmans, by the way,
1: in there. Savage. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, they're really. Uh, you know, uh, the snail with the mayonnaise thing is is also it's, it's cute. interesting. Yeah. I, I would not get it, no. but it is interesting. Well,
1: the thing with the the skeleton hand is it's not like super obvious that that's a mayonnaise jar. Sure. So you can make a case. You know, that it's it's a jar or something else yeah. <laughs> it could and be a jar of anything it, it, you could get another tattoo later of like fireflies in that jar
0: okay there so you, go.
1: you but yeah. you've got the big part for sure free. or Here you go I'm or you're like
0: i like the jar <laughs> maybe i'm a Hellman's man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's okay. go back to mother- right. add Hellman's right on in there <laughs> in your face dukes <laughs>
1: How do you feel about mayonnaise, just in general? <laughs> that is a good question.
0: Um, <laughs> thank you. It is. Uh, I will eat mayonnaise almost entirely like, on a sandwich, mm-hmm. and almost always with mustard. Okay. So, like it, I, I or if I'm making like I want to make a dipping sauce, like mm-hmm. a ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise mix. The mayonnaise for like the creaminess, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Like okay. I would be totally on board with that. Right. Um, but like mayonnaise on a burger or that, not interested totally. really. But on a sandwich with mustard. I think it's it's a fine, creamy texture. Okay. What do you feel about mayonnaise? <laughs> no,
1: do not like. Um, so I will basically only eat it as a component mixed in with something else. Sure. Like part it, of a casserole yeah. or a chicken salad or something like that. Because
0: it is in like a lot of dipping sauces. Mayonnaise is. is a component to, to add that kind of that creamy texture. Yeah. So yeah. So if you like spinach and artichoke dip, guess what? It's mayonnaise. got mayonnaise in it.
1: I did read a really funny story about a lady who accident. She's a waitress. She accidentally mm-hmm. served this lady spinach and choked up thinking it was broccoli cheddar soup uh-huh. and the lady said it was the best soup she'd ever had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so Elise, let me ask you now. Mm-hmm. Okay, gun to your head. You've got to get okay. a condiment-themed tattoo. Which <laughs> condiment are you going with?
1: Condiment-themed tattoo. A uh, soy sauce, maybe? <laughs>
0: okay, a soy sauce one. Yeah, we're a Kikoman family in my right, household, so Right, So, so um, I'm
1: thinking skeletal hand with the, with the Kikomans <laughs> bottle.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know, since... I, uh, you know, it's Asian flavors. I can see maybe like a panda hugging it. Oh, cute. I, I would cute. Go, go for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Hugging the Kikomans, So, Yeah. Yeah. Are you not want another? So I, so I don't know if you're like bok choy, you know. Bok choy, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I think Kikumins is just the only one that's easy to find in the grocery store. That, that is true. It seems like legit. Yes. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I, you know, my favorite condiment is definitely going to be mustard. So, and this is probably a good thing. David hates condiments, by the way.
1: Right. I, I remember this about him. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So does so does his wife, I yeah, think. They don't like condiments,
0: so. they don't like salad dressing.
1: Yeah. It's I don't get it. More power to them. Yeah, you know, you do you. Yeah.
0: And one of my coworkers, our children's director, Carrie, loves ketchup. Uh-huh. She is from Pennsylvania, which I guess is where well, Heinz is made. Obviously, she likes ketchup. And so she loves it, loves it, loves it. Leads to not everything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I'm maybe a mustard tattoo. I'm mm-hmm. a, I like French's or gold, Golden's. <laughs> right. The spicy Not brown. a gray poupon. <laughs> no. Gross. <laughs> it, it is not as fancy. It's not fancy and it's not good. Right. <laughs> so. But
1: the commercials, though. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a French's if I'm getting... Okay. Plain mustard—that's usually right. what I would get. Right, that bright yellow bottle. That's, yeah. I think
1: there are some opportunities for a real winner of a tattoo in a French's mustard bottle too.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know that bright yellow, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to fade. You know, that's yes. that, it, it will not say the brightness of it. You yeah. Know? It so, won't. so that that's kind of the big thing. You might have to go with the spicy brown, so it gets a little <laughs> more muted. You know, spicy so,
1: <laughs> brown. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's it for uh, yeah, condiment tattoo talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you know. Maybe we could all chip in to to buy David Pastor David here a Cranch themed tattoo. Yes, I love yes. this idea. Yeah, <laughs> if like we buy it, right. then, Like, you have to get it.
1: Right. We're we just of- did a a fundraiser for the pastor's discretionary fund, so I know we can raise the funds in this church <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> for calls.
0: <laughs> uh, Pastor David, a, a Cranch themed <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, oh. I'm for it. I am yeah. too.
1: I'm sure that he would be super grateful. So you can send donations to Beyond Sunday Podcast. Yes, I'll give you my Venmo yeah.
0: <laughs> at Patrick Nasrallah. <so>. Right. <laughs> yeah, and there you go. So we could we can we could uh, crowdsource this, and, and even send in your designs yeah. for the Cranch theme tattoo. I would love to see those. Or a Kikamen, uh, <laughs> uh soy sauce tattoo for Elise, right. and a French's mustard for me. Right, you know, and if
1: they're good enough, who knows? We might get em. all three of us could go in
0: <laughs> for a tattoo of our con our favorite right. condiment. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, let's get to our main story. I'm ready. You're, you're ready. Okay. Uh, I
1: read the article.
0: You read the article. The article really is like, we're going to talk about this a little, but we have a jumping off
1: point here. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, do you know who Marjorie Taylor Greene is? I do now. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, she is a congresswoman uh, from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are familiar with her, you probably have seen her yelling about something. She seems very, very angry. Um, she is a little loony and I'm being pretty generous. I'm yeah,
1: really dialing it back.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and, um, you know, I, I don't like to just like pick on people who are crazy because there's crazy people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would frustrate me because she does her crazy oftentimes in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And that is what really is. So I'm not saying like she's a conservative um, Republican from Georgia. There are plenty of Democratic, liberal, every denomination, every denomination of politics that have li- weirdos. Yeah, in Their thing. They're everywhere. But oftentimes they are not doing their weirdo things in the name of jesus right and so that's why it kind of irks me more than sometimes the mm-hmm. kind of things not that i'm against her politically which i am but it's just more of the in the name of yep. jesus that makes me against it even Absolutely. more so because yep. it's not like how can i it's you know arguing in in bad faith. so she is against the catholic church and she's saying the satan is controlling the catholic church now if you did not read this article and you were hearing satan's in control of the catholic church from a political commentator what would you imagine that they're in con- they're their their beef with the catholic church would be
1: uh beef with the catholic church uh let's see i feel like the catholic church is more conservative on most points than we are even um yeah so it's like a reach for me but if you're saying satan is controlling the catholic church my first place that i would go would be some of the child molestation issues that they've
0: understandable
1: (laughs) and covered up and that sort of thing for sure
0: their uh historic um kind of covering up of Mm -hmm. some molestation issues within their church borders. Like the, obviously that is wrong in itself and it's made wrong so much more by the cover up, but you know, the the response to it makes it worse Right. instead of saying we saw these things in our midst and it was wrong and it was awful. uh, And we did everything in our power to bring justice for victims. Then you could say like, well, Obviously, that's a horrible tragedy, but the church at large is doing their job yeah. to make it right. Right. Uh, but by, by covering up, sweeping it under the rug, protecting kind of the institution, it's like, yeah, that's easy to say. Like, that's Satanism at work. Yep. You know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, the Catholic Church, you know, definitely has, you know, from a liberal or conservative point of view, they have kind of a pretty, a fairly consistent uh Right to life ethic Which mm-hmm. at least is respectable Whether you agree with them or not It at least is kind of consistent Across the board From right. abortion To death penalty cases They're right. kind of against it all Yep uh, So I think I, Again I might ad- agree or disagree With some of those elements But I at least find it consistent right. which I Which I really right. appreciate There's
1: an internal consistency there Yes That maybe other branches That are conservative lack Sure Yeah.
0: Yeah Yeah Absolutely uh, That's not her beef <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. So, her sure beef <laughs> is with the Catholic Church and some bishops at our border taking care of migrants, taking care of their tangible needs mm-hmm. as they have immigrated across the border. This is where <laughs> Satan is at work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you say, you know, like Satan is at work in, in the feeding and housing of... Vulnerable people.
0: Yeah. And and this is not, you know, again, this is not the Catholic Church making a statement on, like, border patrol mm-hmm. or, or border wall or open borders or whatever you want to say. It's saying, like, mm-hmm. this is a person who has entered this space and they are vulnerable and need assistance. And our response is to give them assistance. Right. Now, that's not a should they be here, should they not be here. It's really a our response is to provide assistance. Right. And. Whether you like it or not, they're a human being, Mm -hmm. they are in need, we're going to meet those needs. Right. Because that's what our ethic dictates.
1: That pro-life consistency.
0: Yeah. Um, So her response is, I thought we had separation of church and state (laughs) and say, what it is, this is, it is Satan's controlling the church. The church is not doing its job and it's not adhering to the teachings of Jesus. It's not adhering to what the word of God says we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to live. What (laughs) I don't see any way you can land on this by following the scripture as written. Mm -hmm. The scripture has is incredibly Pro-immigrant, uh-huh. <laughs> incredibly pro, care for the the refugee, the stranger, and the alien in your midst, undeniable. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean if you're a Bible-believing Christian, you should land on open borders for a nation. It doesn't necessarily mean that you
1: might or you might not. You might
0: or you might not. Yeah, yeah I, I think you can, you can say, still land on a strong border, uh, you know, border reform, mm-hmm. and still believe in these things. Right. But to look at this and say you're not following the word of God for caring for human beings in a vulnerable position, <laughs> right? And that's it's Satanism at work, right?
1: And also uh, throwing in that separation of church and state there is pretty hilarious, very <laughs> hilarious.
0: That's <laughs> it's a so, uh, her again. Oh, yes, we're supposed to love one another, but the definition of what love one another means means destroying our laws. It means completely perverting what our Constitution says. It means taking unreal advantage of the American taxpayer, and it means pushing a globalist policy on the American people and forcing America to become something that we are not supposed to be. Okay, look, if you, again, I, her point of view, if you want to, again, strong border patrol, that's fine. I disagree with maybe some of those points of view, Mm. but to invoke Jesus into that, that's where we have kind of an issue. And that's where I'm kind of like, this does not make sense from a Christian point of view. Right. Um, And so I think this happens when she, and sometimes Christians are at fault with elevating their cultural or political point of view to the same as their biblical point mm-hmm. of view. So not that it like my biblical point of view informs my cultural or political point of view, but they have the exact same weight. What's the issue here? It's breaking the laws of the constitution and is it even really? <laughs> like <Right>. <laughs> like <laughs> but that's the issue and that means that your political your religious point of view should bow to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that is where we're me and Miss Marjorie Taylor Greene are going to disagree.
1: Right. That's the point. <laughs> well, One of. One, one of. of. yeah,
0: One of. I mean, I'm trying to, I, you know, in the most. You're being ge- very generous. In the yeah. most generous sense, this mindset is the problem. Mm-hmm. Of your political point of view is elevated to the same level as your christian right. point of view uh that that they do not equate in my, my right. opinion
1: we get some of this i know there's been a lot of discussion about roe v wade over the last few days and i don't want to get too into that but we yes. get a lot of that in that same arena too sometimes in the opposite direction where your religious views should then be op- opposed to political views yeah, right sure. instead of your religious opinion bowing to your political opinion then we get the other way around for sure so it's sort of this this dance that i think we see a lot of people do
0: yeah absolutely
1: on both sides both extremes sure i can i can admit that
0: but yeah and you know we uh obviously i'm sure everybody's kind of like forming their opinions right now mm-hmm. with roe v wade certainly in the news we are not going to discuss that no. right now on this podcast yeah. uh we may not we may or may not discuss that at all we know mm-hmm. it's a very sensitive personal topic for Mm -hmm. many of our listeners and many people in our world. And um, I think the best thing you as an individual can do is um, pray for our lawmakers and pray for women who find themselves in an incredibly vulnerable point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, if inclined to pray, if you are a pro-life leading Christian to pray for the unborn in the, in the midst of that. I think that is totally fine without losing sight of, there are lots of women who are very scared Mm -hmm. and, um, and very uncertain of what this means for, uh, themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be complex as we discuss these things in your social circles. And, but one of the things that it comes out of this that I really think, because I think it's safe to say, like we disagree with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> yes, I think most Christians should disagree. I think all Christians should disagree with this mm-hmm. rhetoric. Whether again, this is not about border policy; right. it's about this rhetoric. You should disagree with because it's this idea of Satan is controlling the church because mm-hmm. it's doing something I disagree with politically. <laughs> right, and so this is kind of where we, Elise and I talked about where we really want to get into yep. kind of this idea of like Satan in control of stuff. Uh, and I lived through the eighties and nineties, uh, at least was born in the nineties. <laughs>
1: 1990. I lived okay. through the nineties. <laughs>
0: well, when you were three years old, I'm sure you were, <laughs> you know, reading the paper and really yeah. engaged with all these. <laughs>
1: I do remember some of those, B-
0: but, but this is kind of this satanic panic mm-hmm. it was kind of this thing that was birthed in the eighties and nineties. So let me ask you, uh, now, uh, when you hear satanic panic culturally, what does that imagery does that bring up?
1: So I think a lot about um, criticism of like rock and roll lyrics. Absolutely, um <laughs> <And> <laughs> heavy metal, burnings. rock and roll. That's yep. sa- that's Satanism. Yep,
0: uh, and that exists all the way back to like the Beatles, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 be and before, but really in the '80s with like kind of like these kind of cultural countercultural rock bands uh-huh. kind of coming up with like judas priest or acdc yep. or metallica yep. which really now you're like that's not they're really not that bad right. you know like <laughs> it's pretty tame. they're really not that aggressive <laughs> yeah. you know like but that's like uh they're flaunting kind of like right. saint or ozzy osborne mm-hmm. and black sabbath they're right. flaunting kind of this uh this this satanic influence and mm-hmm. so that's Satanism at work. It's right. demons, right. you know. Uh, any other imagery of satanic panic that you can?
1: Um, I remember a lot of discussions surrounding the Ouija board.
0: Okay. I know
1: if you if you ever had a Ouija board or not. I didn't have one. Um, Me neither. But I remember it was sort of like this mythology around this, what's a kid's toy, right? Sure. That it's like you contact ghosts or whatever. You do contact- <laughs> it's like a, a vessel for contacting yes. stuff on the other side. That is.
0: I do have a fun fact about the Ouija board.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: The Ouija board, according to the creators, named itself.
1: Oh, (laughs) that is so. They
0: built it, they built the little planchette there, Uh and they asked it, What is its name? Uh and it spelled out Ouija. So, (laughs) (laughs) again, I don't think that's That's necessarily true. Great marketing, but it's a really really fun bit of trivia that it's a toy that named itself. Yep, yeah, so yeah, so Ouija boards, or uh, I remember kind of like um, the idea of like sleepovers, we're going to mm-hmm. try to create like witchcraft rituals of like <laughs> light as a feather, stiff as a board. We're right. going to lift our friends up with our right. fingers because it's like witchcraft. Right. Things like that. Man,
1: I missed out on that. You did. You did. That was Could have m- been levitating. <laughs>
0: could- I would say that's probably mostly girl sleepovers by right. knowledge. Boys, we just... Play video games, right? That's what boys do. Sleepovers, it's kind of, it's honestly kind of boring, right? Like,
1: yeah, girl sleepovers are awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, they seem like, yeah, that's the weird stuff. That's that's (laughs) Satanism is, (laughs) yeah, witchcraft is happening at girl sleepovers. We've all
1: got like a fairy ring out in the backyard.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah um and if you were in the the late 90s mm-hmm. the rise of harry potter was another I do, satanic I that panic vividly, yeah. uh, there's real witchcraft in in the midst of harry potter so you can't let your christian kids read it um king
1: arthur like, and merlin though yeah totally fine
0: narnia lord of the lord <laughs> of the rings nope no big deal right harry potter big, big deal, deal. <laughs> that's a big deal for reasons yeah um dungeons and dragons <laughs> It was, uh, ironically enough, Elise and I played Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> yeah. together. So yeah.
1: <laughs> Satan at work. Yeah. Uh,
0: Magic the Gathering. These mm-hmm. are all vessels for Satanism. So mm-hmm. uh, this is kind of satanic panic. Okay, so I read an article today on Vox.com. Okay. Our uh, friends Vox. I don't know, are they? <laughs> yeah.
1: They can be. Sure. You well, f- consider new them on a trial basis. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sure, sure, sure. They're our new friend, Vox. um, you know, we had lunch with them. we're mm-hmm. We're exploring how to- right. yeah, what's is there like a there is there like a friendship app that you can go to to like try to make a friend? I don't know. I feel like there is.
1: There should be, maybe.
0: I think there is for, like, moms, like, mom groups, friends. No, you're, <laughs> just you're not like interested. cringe, <laughs> <Yeah>. visibly <laughs> Yeah, to make playdates for your kids. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds miserable.
1: Yeah, you know, well, we don't exist outside of our children once we have sure. them, so.
0: Yeah, I bet there's, like, a, a friend app out there
1: that yeah. you can just make a friend,
0: you know? Not not for dating, just friendship. Yeah. Um. So Vox is on that with us. We're in a trial friendship. We'll call
1: it Bender. <laughs>
0: Yeah, friender, friender. <laughs> there you go <laughs> um anyway so these kind of the satanic panic um kind of takes its roots uh in the 70s with kind of the rise of like the Charles Manson cult mm-hmm. and things like that kind of these kind of these fears and it's easy now to kind of look back at some of these things of like wow weren't we a little silly you know <laughs> but there were people out there who had very real um, issues and, and and Kind of a lot of ruin mm-hmm. From these rumors of Satanism right. Um, And satanic Sex rituals mm-hmm. kind of like in Preschools and things like that that Destroyed lives and communities By outlandish Lies right. things that were could not Be proven on any level mm-hmm. but people Went to jail right. uh, over these things because it was Kind of this fear um, and that Kind of culminated in the 80s and 90s With um, Cases of Preschool workers, you know, that were interviewed by unlicensed therapists, mm-hmm. the, the children were, and kind of crafting this narrative that they had tunnels and dungeons underneath the preschool that did not exist. Right. But they saw, but these kids saying they saw their teachers turn into witches and bats yeah. and flushing babies in the toilets and like <laughs> things that like, now you're like that is insanity mm, like that yep. again not to say it's impossible for a kid to experience you know something horrific in, right. in a preschool or child but kids will
1: say anything
0: but like but this but I think that was like yeah they're saying these kind of crazy outlandish yeah. things but that's how they're interpreting a real trauma right. that happened to them Right. Uh, by unlicensed social workers asking things, leading questions asking very <laughs> leading questions yeah uh, and kind of the story here of the West Memphis three these three teenagers who were into like goth Uh, dress and architecture convicted of murdering a child what they had nothing to do with. They're Mm -hmm. exonerated 20 years later uh, by DNA. I would say they had nothing to do with that. But because they looked weird and different and because we were afraid of something different, it kind of led to this panic around it. And that's kind of what leads to most of these things. This fear of something different Mm -hmm. leads to this kind of like, it's got to be Satanism at work. Right.
1: Well, it's also sort of a perfect storm, too, because the, the rise of the serial killer didn't really happen in the U.S. until the late 70s. Sure. And there's actually a good friend of mine has done a lot of research for the government on this mm-hmm. and how this happened. And just sort of that... Sort of the, th- the free love culture that's happening yeah. at the time, uh, increased transportation, still large swaths of the U.S. They're not heavily populated. Sure. There's a lot of hitchhiking going on. So that's what sort of led to the rise of the serial killer in the 70s. And so yeah. there's far more serial killings that's happening in the 70s than previously documented sure. at all. And so the yeah. tail end of that, yeah. right, is people are now... Terrified of serial killers, sure, and, and not right just right on into the satanic panic of the eighties. Sure. We
0: we know these circles like like the uh, Zodiac killer is right. kind of like on the rise here, and it's like a a weird mystery mm-hmm. of who this is. It's not just like there's somebody killing people across the country and you don't know who that person is and you don't know if those things are related the zodiac right. killer is like this really exciting kind of thing for the the nation to kind of like right. latch onto and mm-hmm. also be terrified of right. you know so like <laughs> anyone we were bored. <laughs> yes and, and it kind of led to this idea of like who could be a satanist your neighbor right right like anybody around you your child's caregiver the mm-hmm. teacher uh every person around you is could be a potential satanist and you would never
1: know right
0: Um, And so this is kind of what we wanted to think about this idea of like Satan is controlling the church because they're helping migrants Mm -hmm. at the border. This is not anything new. (laughs) Uh, But what leads to this idea of like Satan is controlling things around us. what do you think that leads to? Why, why do we land on, why do you, it's easy to land on this for swatches right, of the population. Right,
1: I think it tends to be sort of an easy explanation for people for yeah. things that they don't understand, right? Yeah. I think if you look at like the witch hunts, you know, like that time period as well, it's like a, we don't understand, you know, women that, you know, control their own lives or their own education or anything like that. And so to us, like, it's just easier to say, sure. well, this is, you know, Satan or witchcraft or, or you know, whatever yeah. the excuses at the time. It you know, this applies to not just, you know, women <laughs> <laughs> sure. as well, but you know, just an example. Um, so I think it just, you know, it can be easier to take like the weird metaphysical answer somehow instead of like. Maybe these are people that don't fit into whatever societal box they found themselves growing up in, you know? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's easy to, cause it's, mm-hmm. it, it's also feels safe right. as, as crazy as it is to latch onto Satanism is against me. It's mm-hmm. as a safe thing right? It, because it's a known thing. Right. It's, it's, I have a known enemy is safer than an unknown world. That
1: might confront you in ways that makes you have to examine things about yourself.
0: Yes. Yeah, that, that that's scarier. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, in in a, in a scary movie, when you see the monster, it becomes actually less scary right. than before you see the monster. Right. So it's saying like, well, we're showing you the monster. Right. It's the devil right. and it's demons right. around you. And that actually makes it less scary, right. even though if that is true, it's horrific. Yeah, you know, actually it's, way scarier. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly right. scary. And, and it also has this mentality okay so before i get there i don't know if you've read these books by frank peretti are you familiar <laughs> the, with that name yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is actually another article i read today on vox uh-huh. who's highlighting re-highlighting the frank peretti novels uh-huh. from the 80s and early 90s and kind of like saying like let's take re-examine some of these yeah. things it's really interesting so he wrote a handful of kind of the kind of the beginning of kind of this american christian uh you know, storytelling in a right. sense, you know, like our at least modern American uh-huh. Christian storytelling, uh, where it's spiritual warfare mm-hmm. w- uh, with the, as the backdrop of the setting. Right. So have you, have you read these novels? Are you familiar with y- yeah. them? Yeah. So
1: Frank Peretti and I share an editor.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm pretty familiar with Frank Peretti.
0: Yeah. So I have read a handful of Frank Peretti books. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you have, but I've read... Uh, Piercing the darkness. Yes, this present darkness. This <laughs> present darkness. Yeah, I've read both of those, and yeah. I, I think a couple others. Uh, one that he wrote that was that was fairly interesting about mm. like a serial killer too. Yeah. Um. So I have read those novels. They were interesting at the time. Mm-hmm. I think they had some interesting things to say. I think some Christians, whether they knew it or not, it was starting to inform the culture war right. world at large of how right. Christianity connects to the culture right. through this. In the lens of spiritual warfare. Right. Because um, the piercing the darkness and this present darkness have this themes of angels versus demons mm-hmm. as the backdrop of kind of a human drama or a human war right. that humans are kind of like entering into. Right. And in those themes, you know, who's the bad guy? It's kind of these demons controlling teachers, media, Mm -hmm. new age philosophies to Mm -hmm. influence children and kind of lure them away. Allegations of like sexual assault and rape are like from demons. Mm -hmm. And who are the good guys? Well, they're the angels who are fighting against that. But sometimes the angels influence uh, the people in ways that you would say like maybe if you're really looking at it from a blank slate, you would Mm -hmm. say like not in the most ethical of ways. They're kind of manipulating people to do good things. Right. But it's okay because
1: they're the angels. Because you're an
0: angel, right? If you're doing, if you're manipulating people to do something kind of morally gray, but in the name of something good, that's okay, right? Uh, Because it's against something worse, Mm -hmm. against something evil. Uh, So this backdrop kind of leads to now we have this new rise of a satanic panic of Mm -hmm. Satanism is at the border, and maybe you're like, that's silly. That doesn't happen. Well. If you've been following what's going on in Florida and Disney, we have kind of a similar pattern mm-hmm. of Disney is grooming children for Satanism and worldliness. Right. So Like kind of like now Disney is kind of being placed a spiritual battle and not just a battle between government and company. Right. Um, it's a spiritual one. Right. Um, and so that's why Frank Peretti, I think, has more influence maybe than he even thought he did at the <laughs> Probably. time. Probably. And again, yeah. he was writing a fictional novel. I'm right. not. I'm not blaming him for this. Right. Uh, he, I don't think he knew that this was necessarily the way that <laughs> the world was going to go yeah. with the rise of kind of this mi- mindset mm-hmm. of culture war is actually a spiritual war. They're right. one and the same. Right. Uh, and it's funny that um, everything that I'm against is also everything that God is against, right. and everything that that I think is wrong is actually Satan at work right. in our culture war and our right. spiritual war. Kind of funny. Right. Um, so how do how do we combat against this mindset of like this is kind of this spiritual or maybe maybe let's redefine that? What is spiritual warfare? Before we get there, it's a
1: great question, Patrick. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think probably my perception of spiritual warfare has changed, right? Yeah, because it you know I did grow up in that same time period, yeah. right? During the Satanic Panic and stuff, and you hear a lot about spiritual warfare and. So, so I felt like I had a clear understanding that yeah. this was real and happening all around me, you know, all the time as a youngster. And I've sort of backed off of that stance a little bit as I've gotten older.
0: Me too. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, so I, I don't know. I know that it is loosely mentioned. Yeah. A little.
0: A little. <laughs> in yeah. the Bible. yeah,
1: um, In ways that I don't know that any of us really understand.
0: Yeah, I agree um i'm i think that it it is much more ambiguous when you walk read scripture and mm-hmm. walk away from it you know and in the places where it's highest like in the book of revelation it's mm-hmm. a highly metaphorical book it's hard to know what's really mm-hmm. going on uh behind the, at least that's how i read it right some people read it very very differently right that's uh, so it's hard to know exactly what any of it means mm-hmm. um and personally i think if anyone is saying it, they know exactly what it means. They're lying, but or at least right. maybe unconscious. They don't really know. They they know actually less than they pretty think. Pretty arrogant, do. Yeah, yeah. Pretty arrogant stance. Yeah, um, but 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 coming from a biblical point of view, I think you could walk away with: Is Satan a real figure? Maybe. I think yes. Some Christians would say maybe. Some Christians would say no. Um, does that mean that Satan is this all powerful being working? In the shadows and governments and things, like that, I, I'm less inclined to think so. Right. I think it's much more limited and much different than what I imagine, yeah. and that that I'm not quite as convinced that this is is um is the concern that we should have, or at least elevated to this level of satanic right. panic in our culture and in our politics. Right. Um, but it is, and it can be present. Uh, and I think that that takes away some of the nuance of scripture. Right. Um, interestingly enough, uh, in the book of Acts, we see disciples confronting a person who's doing like magic and witchcraft mm-hmm. and they're doing things in the name of Jesus that is mm-hmm. kind of magical. And they're kind of like, yeah, you know, it's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal. Right. Uh. It's not an all out war between them where you're allowed to persecute, even kill your enemies for right. doing something like this because they're not that, engaged with it in the same way. Jesus is going to say like, Hey, whoever's not against you is kind of for you. Right. And he also says the opposite once: Like whoever's right. not for you is against you. So it's right. hard to know. Like, right. uh, I don't know what this looks like. Right. Um, but I do know that just because the eighties and nineties had kind of some silly satanic panic things, that doesn't mean it's not going to come back again with this cultural war is actually a spiritual war. Right. And that I think we as Christians need to be prepared to fight against in a sense, or to be guarded against. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like the angels in the Frank Peretti novels, if we see our cultural war, our political war as a Mm. spiritual war, then it's easy to say, I'm allowed to cross lines if the bad guy is the devil, or under the influence of the devil. Right. Because for good good has to win and it needs to blur the lines of of morality a little Mm -hmm. bit to do that. Well that's acceptable.
1: It's an easy justification.
0: Uh, yeah, for sure. If your if your enemy is the greatest enemy ever, Mm -hmm. you're allowed to kind of you're allowed to portray your political enemies in less than kind lights. You're allowed to lie. You're allowed to misdeceive and misinform. You're allowed to do those things in the In the name of something good.
1: Right. Well, I think people are willing to do really unspeakable things to make themselves feel safe. Right. And that's a lot of what this comes down to is a general feeling of fear versus a feeling of safety for themselves. Right. Yeah. So I I think it's less to do with whatever you want to call it, like Satan or policy you don't like or whatever, and much more to do with, I am afraid of this. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah and then that and that creates some broad generalizations and this kind of like well it's satanism mm-hmm. or it's the work of evil in our world mm-hmm. and again we're we're kind of seeing those labels thrown around very casually mm-hmm. uh and, and 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 sometimes very easily of against members of the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. now against Disney and again I think Disney does a lot of things wrong in our Mm -hmm. world. I'm not here to defend Disney. Sure.
1: They're not like great corporate neighbors. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) but But I think sometimes the throwing of like evilness there for things that are like, well, they made a movie about a girl who has her period. And Mm -hmm. I haven't seen this movie, so I can't speak to its quality. But their latest Turning Turning Red, the Pixar Mm -hmm. movie, is kind of creating this like evilness. Uh, My son's favorite TV show is Clifford the Big Red Mm -hmm. Dog. Several years ago, it was... thrown under the bus as an evil show because one of the characters has two moms. And it is like the most thrown away like background insignificant plot line Mm -hmm. on the show, Clifford. One character mentions, I have to ask my moms something. And you see them. (laughs) Right, Never once is it like to, to, to like him as a three-year-old right. and like, my my mom has two moms and anyone against that is a bigot. It's like, right. it's not saying any, <laughs> like anything like that. It's just
1: like a tiny nod to representation. It, it just <laughs> says
0: kids have this right. and they might live in your neighborhood. Right. Kids might have two moms or two dads. And it's like, that's just, and that's just part of life. You're right. going to go to school and some of the kids there are going to have two moms. Right. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. It's not saying... Anything about that relationship mm-hmm. or anything about that that uh, that dynamic at all, except that it exists. Right. And yeah, it was kind of it's, again, I see it as the most minors of representations <laughs> right. and offenses. That doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's easy to say, to throw on these evil, demonic these kinds of labels, mm-hmm. spiritual labels on cultural issues that are not those things. Right.
1: Well, I mean, because then that justifies for you being a jerk about that thing. <laughs> sure. <'cause laughs> you I, know, if it's demonic, then you can be a jerk about it. Yeah, Especially online. <laughs> right. You know,
0: I am allowed to argue with people <laughs> right. if it's in those situations. Sure. Yeah. And I've seen. You, you know, can argue with Satan on the
1: Internet. <laughs> sure.
0: Sure. And and I've seen, you know, again, in this Roe v. Wade situation, mm-hmm. a lot of the rhetoric I've seen online is is really like kind of gross in a lot of ways whether you're for or against what's going on the rhetoric thrown rhetoric thrown from one side at the other Mm -hmm. i think is is not always very fair whether you're calling the one side baby murderers Mm -hmm. that's not super fair Mm -hmm. i also don't think it's necessarily fair to tell every person who believes in kind of a consistent right to life like all you want is to control women's bodies Mm -hmm. i that may be true of many members of that side i don't think it's fair to place that on Every person on that it
1: side. It is a generalization. It yep. is a generalization.
0: Yeah. Um, so so I think, but again, it's an easy to do that. If you see the other side as demonic, you can generalize and see them as um, as less than human mm-hmm. is much easier. Right. And so this is kind of the issues when you see somebody feeding a migrant person on the border mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm against illegal immigration Mm -hmm. therefore i have to land on helping them is demonic in nature right that's the natural consequence and so we need to be better in our language better in our understanding Mm -hmm. and a greater understanding that that's not the spiritual warfare that we need to be concerned about right i think we need to be in much greater concern about what's going on inside our own hearts yep and what's going on internally for me and are ways that i am easy to fall prey to evilness in this world mm-hmm. that is much more of a greater concern i think to the early church the disciples than it is of what's the big bad demons in this world right is what's going on internally with me matters a whole heck of a lot more right yeah and and so i think that that matters for you as a listener for us as, as a congregation mm-hmm. or us as a christian community to say like what's going on with me before i can get into what's satanic in this world right All right. any last thoughts on kind of satanic panic?
1: Nope. There's a good book that I can recommend about it. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> My yeah. best friend's exorcism. Okay, this is <laughs> which I've talked about novel. before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it takes place in Charleston, South Carolina Hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during the Satanic Panic. And it's okay. about a girl who suspects that her best friend has been possessed yeah. <laughs> and she does like an at-home exorcism.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also rec- do recommend uh, those two articles that I mentioned by Vox. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd say we'd put them in the show notes. I don't know how to do that. Ambassador <laughs> David's out of town. <laughs>
1: yeah. They may or may not show up.
0: <laughs> yeah. But if you go to Vox, uh, revisiting the Christian fantasy novels that shaped decades of conservative hysteria, that's but one of them um, by Vox. And if you just Googled like Satanic Panic, uh, you'll find the other yeah. one. I mean, like it's, it's, um, it's, it's right there. So I think that those are interesting articles, kind of give us a good base down, good history, and some good good insight and uh, some interest, interesting reads mm-hmm. uh, for how we kind of approach those things. Um, all right, there you go. And if you see things that you dislike or make you feel uncomfortable, hold off on invoking Satan and demons before <laughs> we have the full picture of the story. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Before we really jump in. Uh, before we close, I'll tell you. I worked at summer camp in college. And when I was there, and I feel... Really kind of ashamed about this and kinda of silly about this. Okay. We were super into spiritual warfare.
1: Oh, your and camp was?
0: I went back later and I led that camp and th- it thankfully the culture changed before I went back right. because I would not have been like on board with a right. lot of the things that we were into. So it was a lot of like whenever like our big teen week we'd have like big things about spiritual warfare and like how to identify demons in this world. I'm like now I look oh. back and I'm like, What I mean I was nineteen, right. but like what were we thinking? That was so weird. But what
1: does a demon look
0: like? <laughs> Yeah. And it was like, you can know a demon because they say they won't serve Jesus and things like that. I'm like de- <laughs> demons aren't going to lie. I mean, like, <laughs> like, you know, th- that's the one. W- I'd that- love
1: to know where this literature is coming me from. <laughs> too. I'm
0: like a demon's like, look, that's the one thing. I, that's the right. one line I will not cross. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like
1: <laughs> murder pillage plunder but not lying yeah
0: i will influence kids to do the grossest most horrific things possible <laughs> but i will not i'm above that right <laughs> i gotta be clear about At who least i, I I'm serve honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so weird right yeah. it's such a weird thing it's kind of like that myth of like if a uh, an undercover cop you can ask them if they're undercover and they right, have, and they to, have tell to tell you the <laughs> truth <laughs> Like, the demon has right. to tell you the truth if you ask it. Are you an undercover demon? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, and less, I do like Luther's perspective on Satan, where he's like, eh, Satan, you just say, like, Jesus, and he runs away crying. Yeah. Like, or like, you break wind. Yeah, or fart. <laughs> fart scares away the demons. Right. Love that guy. <laughs> I'm I'm, <laughs> that, I'm pro this, too. If right. you're afraid there's demons, get your fart on. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 All right If you Like Or, or whatever This is part it always goes weird Without I Pastor know. David We're on the things Right um, Yeah The, the
1: website Website
0: is Beyond Sunday Podcast You can probably Find contact information there We've got an email Beyond Sunday Podcast At gmail.com huh. There you go Email us your comments or questions
1: we're on iTunes, Spotify.
0: All of them. Yeah. Are there others? Probably.
1: Yeah. I can't think of them. Yeah. Well, we're there. Right.
0: But you're listening to this, so you should right. know that.
1: Right. Like, look at this professionalism. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> we really know how to do this. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is only like episode 285 mm-hmm. or something like that. Like. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. So all those things. Or just talk to us. Right. sure you'll probably you see us probably you probably know, know us you probably know <laughs> us on some level yeah so if you if you want to talk about uh, satanic panic or, or uh, spiritual warfare let us know your thoughts um and uh thanks for listening buddy we'll be back next week with more beyond sunday